Welcome to Life Tips, the show that offers expert tips and savvy advice to make life easier and more fun on the web and around the world. Life Tips President Byron White talks to the latest trendsetters about strategies to grow your business. Editor Melanie Nayer interviews celebrities and expert writers on their tips for making life enjoyable and entertaining. Now, please welcome this week's Life Tips host, Byron White and Melanie Nayer. Welcome, everyone, to the last show of the year this year in 2006. Uh, We're here to chat today about New Year's resolutions. Melanie, are you there? I am here. So, uh, gosh, I'm I'm sure that you have a long list of New Year's resolutions, Melanie. (laughs) What? (laughs) Just kidding. Because I didn't do so well. No, please. (laughs) No, uh, we're 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 all. uh, excited to to chat today, really about tips on New Year's resolutions and and maybe perusing some of the common everyday top New Year's resolutions. So let's dive right in. We've got a guest speaker that's going to chime in with us in a little bit here. But uh, Melanie, I did a little homework for the show today. Byron, and, I'm uh, so proud of you. <laughs> and uh, as I always do, um, and learned a couple of things that I think you might find interesting regarding some of the. Uh, the the most common New Year's resolutions, and I was as I was looking over this list that 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 I was digging on on Google and trying to find some good data. Sure enough, most of the things on here at one point in my long life, the many years I've been on this planet, some of these uh, resolutions, most of them actually have popped on my radar screen, which makes me think, hmm, are we just recycling New Year's resolutions here? What's really going on? Mm-hmm. So I, I looked at, uh, so here's a list for you of, of some of the most common uh, uh, New Year's resolutions. Hit me. Get a better job. Save money. <laughs> get Do out of debt. It? Volunteer to help others. Improve your education. Those are the work life tips, if you are the work life resolutions. Under the play life uh, uh, resolutions, learn something new, quit drinking, enjoy life more, get fit, eat right, get organized, trim it down, spend more time with families, quit smoking. So, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. I mean, I feel like I've heard these resolutions over and over again. How about you? Any thoughts well, on that? Well, because, you know, these are, these are life-changing. I think a lot of these are life-changing resolutions, no matter how you look at them, that sometimes, you know, it doesn't take just a year to accomplish these things. And setting realistic goals is what really helps putting, you know, these sort of resolutions to fruition, if you will. You know, getting a new job doesn't happen overnight. Um, saving more money doesn't happen overnight. Learning something new, well, that could be something very simple, um, you know, might take a little bit more time than you thought. And even getting fit or stop drinking or stop smoking, I mean, those are habitual things that take a while for people to change, and it's, it's an important thing. But every year I think we set ourselves up for um, a higher standard. Couple stats for you on on one of these, um, you know, the quit smoking. Okay, now there are about 25 million smokers in the U.S. right now. Um, it, smoking is is believe it or not, according to the NBC uh, 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 website, more addictive than heroin. Heroin. Two thirds of the states now ban uh, smoking in public spots, and. Quit quitting smoking will will be a top priority for probably a majority of the smokers out there. But guess what? Only five percent of the people are going to make it one year and actually quit smoking. Only five percent. Hmm. So hmm. it appears on our list every year for for the smokers. I'm not a smoker myself, but 
uh, yet only 95% of the people don't quit. So what is wrong with our New Year's resolutions? And that was, that's really what we're going to talk about. Are we, are we planning things the right way? We need some professional help in here. Who'd you line up for the show today, Melanie? I lined up our favorite life coach, James Velopeg, and um, I'm psyched to have Jimmy here today, who um, is a life coach and um, national best-selling author, fitness expert, and he's also the featured fitness trainer for the Regis and Kelly Show and is the life tips exercise guru as well. So we're happy to have you here, James. Thank you so much. James is also funny, too, which is good, because I think you need a sense of humor here with with some of the challenges we're about to take on. But let me, James, let me hit you right on the forehead here. Do you have any thoughts on on trying to accomplish and achieve your New Year's resolutions? Any tips for us about New Year's resolutions? I, I do, and you know, and I was listening to you know the, the two categories, you know, work, and, you know, the work category and the play category, and you know, they're they're very common goals that most people are trying to achieve. But here's the distinction: we have really three different categories that we're dealing with. We have dreams, we have wishes, and we have goals. And dreams and wishes are those things that we we so desire. Uh, or that we might say, such as, like, life would be great if I were rich, or if I were, you know, I, I'd love to lose weight, or I'd love to quit smoking. But the problem with those things is that they're too vague. You'll find that a lot of times dreams are nothing more than fantasy, not always meant to come true. Mm. And you'll ask the question, well, you know, if these things keep on, you know, turning up and cycling from one year to the next, you know, what's the problem here? Well, there's a problem you know, if you're trying to quit smoking, you know that, you know, you want to quit. But the problem is that you're not narrowing down those goals to something more specific. Like, what are the reasons behind wanting to quit smoking? What will happen once you quit smoking? You know, you'll have more time to spend perhaps with your family, and I'm talking longevity-wise. You'll be in better health. Your lungs are going to feel better. You're going to have more energy to do the things that you love doing. You know, and the same things apply to perhaps losing weight. It's not about losing weight. You know, because if you say you want to lose weight, if you lost one ounce of weight, then you'd be successful, right? Liposuction. <laughs> well, there's, there's that option. There, that would fall into the make more money category. Ooh. That's right. That's right. But, it, you know, making more money, is it making more money? Because there are many more things that come with, with making more money, you know, things that will enrich your life to be able to perhaps spend more time with family. But you need to narrow that down even more. How much money? would you like to have? And by when? You see, by having mile markers, by setting mile markers, then you're, you're making things more re- realistic in your life. On that subject of mile markers, I had an interesting tip that I was thinking of when I was preparing some, some info for the show. Shouldn't we really determine some consequence for not achieving our New Year's resolution? Shouldn't there be some awful penalty for not achieving our goals? Maybe not awful. It could actually spin it around to something positive. Like, all right, if I don't achieve this resolution, I'm going to donate $1,000 to charity. You know, it's a great idea. It absolutely is a great idea. I but mean, are you, you really going to do it? Well, that's the thing, because you have to hold yourself accountable. And that's the thing. You know, are you able to, to be self-accountable and, and able to self-support yourself to hold true on something such as, you know, sacrifice and, get, you know, and donating $1,000 to charity if you don't meet your goal. 
but don't we need some consequence to, uh, uh, you know, and, and, and by the way, I was really picking up on what you were talking about, you know, where, you know, a wish is sort of passive, right, where right. a commitment is active, right? And, well, absolutely but, right. But how do you, how do you, <laughs> how do you build consequence into that? Well, you know, I like your idea. Maybe perhaps putting $1,000 into an escrow account. And if you don't meet your goal, then it's off. <laughs> I, I agree with you. But maybe somebody else holding you accountable. Mm. You know, there, what, what's wrong with perhaps having a loved one, a friend, even, so there's not that, you know, there's not that much emotion involved, where you tell them, if I don't meet this goal on this, you know, specific day, then I want you to hit the button, and that money goes to... Uh, to, to the, perhaps the charity of choice. By the way, my wife would volunteer for that in my case. Of course, she's also making my New Year's resolution list. <laughs> well, oh, that God. could be a problem. That could be, that could be a huge so problem. We have, right a, we have a conflict of interest there, don't you think? I think that's a huge conflict of interest. So. <laughs> Although it might work to Heather's benefit, in which case I'm all for it. <laughs> What about the notion of, of setting goals that you can achieve and, and, and really building some, some positive achievements to help motivate your, your cause? It's absolutely true. I mean, in a nutshell, setting goals is easier than accomplishing them, but you, you want to have you know, things like short-term goals, mid-term goals, and long-term goals. And you know, that in and of itself, those are mile markers. You have the short-term goals, which lead to the mid-term goals, which lead to the long-term goals. But they need to be realistic. Because if they're not, then you're just going to give up on them. If you don't see results, see, we're, we're, we're a people who need to see results in order to take action. And if we're not seeing some sort of a result, then we get frustrated, and most times we give up, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's what happens. So by setting more realistic short-term goals and then acting at, you know, those being sort of mile markers so we can progress and see the fruits of our labor – that's when you're going to see great results take place. Hmm. And what are your thoughts on the concept that it takes a full three months to change a habit? You know, I believe that, you know, you have different systems. You have a system where you have to, you know, take action consistently, daily, in order to bring about change. And I believe inevitably that, you know, habits make us autonomic, in other words, where we don't really have to worry so much anymore. It's part of our lifestyle. It's part of our lives where the focus isn't as necessary in, say, three months down the road. But, you know, in order to get to that three-month period where it becomes more autonomic, where we can sort of just go and it will happen, but you need something like a direct plan of action in order to take the necessary steps to get to that point. You know, I I was in the gym probably about a couple of months ago, and there was a girl, this is a very interesting story, there was a girl who asked me, you know, about life coaching. And she asked me how it worked. And I asked her, I said, do you have a goal in mind? And she said to me she wanted to get in better shape. And I said, so what are you doing about that? She said, I'm working out. And I said, okay, well, you know, she, she seemed to get a little confused by my question. I said, what do you mean you're working out? Do you, how do you, you know, sort of go about your workouts from day to day? She said, you know, I pretty much wing it. And she asked me what I did. And I said, well, before I come to this gym, I know precisely what I'm going to be doing from the moment I walk in to the moment I walk out. In other words, I know what muscles I'm going to be working, what exercises I'm going to be doing, how many sets I'm going to be doing, how many repetitions per set, how much rest in between sets I'm going to be doing, 
and I know precisely how long my workout is going to take. And she looked at me like I was crazy. And she said, is that realistic? And I said, not only is it realistic, it saves me time because now, you know, I come in this gym, I know exactly where my focus is, I'm determined to get it done, and I'm out of here. And I said to her, I said, so, you know, does that make sense for you? Do you think you could, you could do something like that? She's like, it makes sense, but, you know, I really enjoy doing what I'm doing. I said, you know what, if it's working for you, keep on doing what you're doing. And she said to me, it's not working. <laughs> and I, I was stumped because, you know, she was sort of challenging me on the idea of, of you know, does this really work? And at the end of the conversations, she, she was not happy doing what she was doing. And, you know, one of the, the definitions of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting something different to change, a different result. So are we all insane? Probably. But the thing is, is well, that's that, you know, a loaded statement. That reminds me of that reminds me of Melanie's truth? dating life a little bit, oh, <laughs> which is going to change, I think, in two thousand and seven. I can feel it. Let's take a break, everyone, and we'll come back after after just a second. Life tips on WebmasterRadio.fm. We'll be back with more cool tips and advice right after these commercial messages. Are your ads managing you? Tired of click fraud and little or no ROI on your pay-per-click search ads? Take control. Reduce your costs and gain valuable traffic with effective flat fee featured listings on over 245 search engines and web directories from the ISEDN.org, the independent search engine and directory network. Now free yourself from click fraud, bidding and hassles with low-cost top 10 exposure for less than $4 a month from ISEDN. So visit ISEDN.org today and discover how easy it is maximizing your company's online revenue stream with affordable search engine and directory flat fee ads from the isedn.org. Now, experience the future of web design and development with a whole new level of efficiency, expressiveness, and simplified workflow. Introducing Studio 8, a compilation of the latest releases from Dreamweaver, Flash Professional, Fireworks, Contribute, and Flash Paper. Sure to inspire you to create superior online video sites and mobile content. And now, through this exclusive WebmasterRadio.fm offer, listeners can save a whopping $100 off Studio 8. Visit the online store at Adobe or contact Adobe Customer Services and provide promo code Webmaster Radio in order to receive your discount. Studio 8, your way to create. Want traffic? For results without hassle, look no further than Search Ad Network. Focused on your core goals, our dedicated account management team will drive your online sales, increase brand recognition, and generate leads for offline sales through expert search engine marketing and technology. In addition, Search Ad Network offers free click fraud detection and API access into all major engines to ensure your business reaches their desired ROI. Visit searchadnetwork.com today to experience true profit through performance. And now back to Life Tips, the show that offers expert tips and savvy advice to make life easier and more fun. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's your host. Welcome back, everyone. James, um, uh, really some great clarity you were bringing to us there. And, and really that story was a lot about visualization. And, well, visualization is one aspect, right, right. You know, and the need to visualize. Can you, can you elaborate on that a little bit more? How important is it to, to take one of your resolutions and, and, and see it and visualize it and see yourself achieving that objective? You know, I, I love the question, but, you know, th- there is also a distinction with, with visualization and something else we, we refer to as mental imagery. But first I'll touch on visualization. 
you know, it is so important. You know, when, when you, let's just say you're a baseball player and you'd like to, to really perform well, you know, when you're up at bat, you know, you, you might want to close your eyes and think about, you know, how it's going to feel for that ball to connect with the bat and, and the swoosh of the ball taking off and, you know, watching the ball actually fly over the fence and, and seeing the, the, the people in the audience, you know, go crazy and, and, and that, you know, euphoric feeling, the endorphins going through your body as you run to first base and then, you know, make your way to second base and third and home plate. Those feelings bring up these, you know, hormonal release of endorphins that are so powerful and program our subconscious minds to actually take action because, you know, our conscious minds, where, you know, we're talking back and forth right now, we are able to program our subconscious minds to actually take action. And our subconscious minds don't know the difference between fantasy and reality, which is profound. So you have visualization, but visualization is really based on a past experience. So we visualize what we ha- perhaps did in the, in the past, whereas mental imagery is something that we've never done before, but we imagine feeling what it would feel like to actually accomplish that. But visualization has, has really, it really stemmed from the athletic realm, but it's turned out as far as the business uh, realm to be so powerful if people really work it consistently and understand the power of visualization, amazing things will happen. Hmm. This is particularly true in sports. Do you have any insight on, on some of the uh, consulting going on right now, particularly on the, on the professional sports level um, that involves sort of psychology and, and visualizing, um, you know, the, the end result? Um, there's, uh, there's some very interesting uh, things going on in that space right now. Well, absolutely. I mean, sports psychology is huge. And, you know, really to, to have the ability to, to learn the technical side of, of learning to properly visualize and, and things like you'd mentioned, like the end result, especially with the stress that's involved in, in sports, you know, if you can really tap into this dormant power that we all possess in way of, you know, using our mental uh, capacity to help us perform better, to help us deal with stress better, to help us have better outcomes, it's, it's huge. And people are just finally realizing, it's sort of like a paradigm shift that we're going through, that we have this dormant power, and if we can utilize and learn properly how to tap into that power, then, I mean, yeah, professional athletes, absolutely, but what about the average person? It's tremendously powerful. Melanie, what are your thoughts on resolutions and visualizations and goal achieving chime well, in know, here <laughs> i've been listening and i you know i i talk to, to james all the time but what i really am interested about um you know from from your perspective james is sort of the emotional side of setting goals as well and talking about the the disadvantages and the advantages of achieving and not achieving your goals from an emotional perspective when you actually you know what are some tips to really put yourself in the right frame of mind um, well, you know, setting realistic goals is one of the things that you've talked about, but I think that there's, there's a whole other level to that. Absolutely. Well, you know, first I'll tell you that, you know, excitement, you know, plays a part in the goal process, but it eventually can die down. Motivation matters, but it comes and goes in, in tides. But what you need is that plan of action because it allows you to stick and stay the path. But emotions are huge. 
you know, I, I heard somebody say not too long ago that, you know, positive thinking is, is great, but it's nothing more than a thin lining of positive covering a very deep pool of negative. And really one of the most powerful ways to bring about change is by tying in emotions, by feeling what it will feel like to perhaps, you know, stop smoking, to feel like what, what it will feel like to perhaps get a better job and feel the feelings that you would like to feel. That's what really brings about change. But, you know, you would mentioned things about not achieving your goal and what emotions that would do in way of, you know, perhaps holding you